Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, Amtrak crashes have uh, been in the news a lot lately, and nobody likes that, especially if you're a passenger. We had our one up in uh, Seattle area. Uh, that was headed to Portland. Uh, and, and people keep talking about PTC, positive train control, and how that can save us from all these different crashes. Professor John Banshaf is going to join us, talk about this, and thinking uh, maybe that's already passed us by. Professor Banshaf is a professor of public interest law at George Washington University Law School. And he's with us, and welcome back to the show, Professor. Thank you. And uh, just to put this in context, bear in mind, I'm also an MIT graduate. I have two U.S. patents, so I understand some of the problems here. What you're talking about is positive train control, which, if they ever get it working, would be a wonderful system. It would prevent the problem we had here on the train going to Portland. It would have prevented the even more horrendous crash a year or so earlier in New York, where they tried to go around a 30-mile-an-hour turn at some 80 miles an hour. There have been similar ones across the country. Uh, Positive train control is wonderful. It would deal with that. It would deal with switches left in the wrong position. It would deal with hijackings. It would deal with national disasters. The only problem is it's going to cost us billions of dollars. Uh, It is immensely complicated. It was supposed to be done by 2016. They're now talking about 2018. Probably the experts are saying it won't be running until 2020. And if we had no alternative, I guess we'd have to wait. But there's a simple alternative. and My guess is that many of your listeners probably have it in their cars at the moment. You have it on your phone at the moment, if you really want to know. And that is GPS, if I'm not mistaken. That is right. Uh, whether it's on your phone or the one that I originally had, a little Garmin thing, which I kept in my pocket, uh, GPS will tell the, the system exactly where you are to roughly five or ten feet one way or the other. But more importantly, it accesses a database which will tell you or tell the device more precisely the speed limit at that time. So I will be driving along, and on my little device on the left, it would show my actual speed, say, 47 miles an hour. On the right, it would show the speed limit, and maybe it's 45 miles an hour. Say it's 50 miles an hour. And then I go a little bit too fast, and that turns from black to red, telling me that I've exceeded the speed limit. It is so simple. Yeah. Unlike positive train control, where they've literally literally got to have devices on every locomotive every couple of hundred yards on every mile of track 140,000 miles of track all of this has got to be coordinated there are owners of 500 different railroad companies and they can't even at this point get enough frequencies assigned from the FCC so all these things can talk to each other simultaneously but here's my little device if I took it out of my car and put it on a, a, a railroad train, it would tell me the same thing. And if it can tell me that I'm going too fast, it can easily be hooked up to tell the locomotive, hey, slow down. You know, Professor Banshaf, I could even uh, elaborate on that. You, you integrate that into the system. It would it would take nothing 
to integrate it into uh, the, the control panels of a locomotive that if you are in, uh, in an area and you're going too fast, it would automatically slow down. Now, here in this case, what, what NTSB is telling us is that this particular engineer didn't see the sign or he read the sign wrong up in New York where it was a more serious crash. He apparently didn't know what he was doing. But this can be anticipated. One can reasonably foresee, those are the legal words, reasonably foresee that for a variety of reasons, an engineer might try to drive it too fast. He might be sleepy. He might be drunk. He might be on drugs. He might be a crackpot. He might be. He might miss the sign as they did here in in Seattle. Uh, he might be distracted by somebody else in the car. We've got to foresee this and then design the system so it's fail safe. Which means that if these foreseeable things happen, if the engineer is trying to get it to go above speed, the system itself will shut down. And as you say, it is so simple that one of these little devices that I bought for about 150 bucks and carried in my pocket, put it in a locomotive, my guess is uh, in one day, uh, a high school class in electronics could wire the system so that that <laughs> locomotive could never go faster. Uh, John Banshaf, professor of public interest law, George Washington University Law School. And uh, Professor, we appreciate you once again being on the Mark Mason Show. Thank you very much, sir. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.